Hello and welcome to Counterpressed on the Ringer and Spotify. It's an emergency pod. <laughs> <laughs> we did that at the same time um, so insane <laughs> we had to come together after that quarterfinal between Chelsea and Leon, and we had to get JPH on the mic whoop, whoop. Jesse, have you slept um, I went to bed at 3 and it's 9am so I have slept a bit I just couldn't go to sleep for a really long time were Too you fair, dreaming of Chelsea I didn't get home until 2am so was I dreaming of Chelsea no I did not have any specific Chelsea dream but who needs you know to dream when that is your reality? So true. Wow, you know that meme that someone made us about Millie, Millie Bright Brian. dreaming about uh, Tiara and Reed? <laughs> Jesse's pillow was just AKB in the middle. And Marimielda, yeah, that was it. <laughs> this is an emergency pod, and we don't have time for this nice intro banter, so we got to get straight <laughs> onto it. No fun stuff. Straight onto it, because, right... That game last night was wild. I will take the L and admit and hang myself out to dry because I had to leave at the full-time whistle before extra time. She's only owning this because I threatened to out her. Basically, this is boring admin, but I'm going away this weekend for my friend Stag do and I hadn't done any packing or anything and I felt very unprepared and my wag was distressed. So I had to leave in order to get home because I was stressed about it going to penalties and then not getting home till like midnight and my wag waiting on the doorstep and being angry at me which I'm sure we can all relate um, so I was watching Extra Time and Pens on my phone so you anyway, missed the best we'll get thing that, that's ever happened gotta get I'm that sorry. disclaimer out the I way know, it also Jessie... means I was left on my own just you know sad <laughs> shaking I'm sorry ma'am stressed I'm really sorry joyous I did say when I did say when I left I turned to you and said Good luck. I'll be praying for you. So my prayers, oh, they work. So it was thanks to you that we won. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, <laughs> obviously. Um, Jesse, as a Chelsea fan, obviously, give us a little taster of how you felt in the stadium and what the atmosphere was like for, I guess, from the penalty onwards, really. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel like I truly got to the most convinced you can get in a football match that you're losing it because, obviously, it was like the end of the extra time of extra time. Um, and then obviously when the VAR thing happens and it all took so long, but it took so long in a way that you were like, surely like the universe won't make me sit through this waiting for it and then not give it to me. Um, and then it was so confusing. Like just, I feel like lots of it at the end was just pure confusion whereby, cause obviously they got ready to take the penalty and then the ref decided it was going to literally be the last kick of the game. So it made everyone like stand away, but obviously no one could understand this. So that oh, took ages. that's what was happening. I think so. I, did, I had not realised that Shout out to yet. Sue who said that to me on Twitter. That's what I'm assuming. That makes a lot of sense. Was. So there was going to be I no was like, rebound why is she or sending anything. them away? Mm. Yeah. Um, Just let the ball go out of play. I don't... I, I didn't mean, understand. We'll yeah, ref, I know, so. I know, I know. Um... But yeah, and then Maron, I did, Maron Elder is like one of the best penalty takers I've ever seen. So I did feel good in that moment. And then obviously to go to the penalties, all I could think as well was like, how awful is this going to be if we take it to penalties and just lose on penalties? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the balls on Maron to step up again, like literally immediately, like she scored that penalty and then her next kick was the next penalty. Like, 
Harry yeah. Kane levels, like he could never. <laughs> um. <laughs> no, there was some Harry Kane references in the Writers House group chat. There was a lot of Harry Kane references. <laughs> but I want to go from there to talk about that penalty and how it came about because we had a few people shout this in the questions. We had loads of really good questions, but a few people were asking, was that a penalty? I think the consensus, even from you, a Chelsea fan, Jesse, is that no, it was not a pen. Yeah, I've got to say, I've not seen the like side-on angle. The, ac- the actual angle I saw was sent by a friend of the show, Alex Ibasetto, who was standing behind the goal. And from that angle, it fully looks like a dive. Um, mm. I think a dive would maybe be a harsh word for it, because after all, LJ is very honest. Um, yeah, that, that <laughs> quote from Emma Hayes after the game. Like, wing, wing, nudge, me. nudge. Yeah. Oh, she would never. She Very would never honest. dive. That's not her. That's not her character. <laughs> she but made the most you know of what? a minimal, minimal amount of con- contact. It's yes. so soft. That, that's it is probably, so soft. That's probably it, really, isn't it? And obviously, we all understand what you've got to do in those moments. It was the last kick of the game, the last chance for Chelsea. AKB just absolutely booting it into the box and saying, "Let's see what happens." And Lauren James did kind of create something out of nothing but Chelsea did have the luck on their side in that moment and we've seen that before Jesse in their run to the Champions League final before there was a lot of luck and a lot of sprinkling of destiny juice um, all over that run to the Champions League final as well. Yeah and lots of things that I guess kind of feel reminiscent like Flo you were asking me during the game about AKB and penalties and I was like oh like she's she's good at penalties you know like think about when we played Atletico Madrid in that season so being gets sent off and I think AKB saved like two or three penalties maybe across the whole thing and Maramielda scored a penalty as well so I was like ooh like eerie like everyone just like, doing the same five things because they can't actually win a match um you know two through two three years on uh but yeah I mean I guess I don't even know if this was destiny I don't know what on earth the football gods <laughs> were sprinkling over Stamford Bridge last night it was just I mean when Leon scored their first goal I thought in the way you do as a fan like this feels really unfair because it was such a shit goal to concede maybe that means you deserve it even more but it was such a (laughs) shit goal to concede and I felt like we had done everything right up until that point like okay it wasn't exciting swashbuckling football but I thought we defended really well I thought we'd limited Leon to like absolutely nothing and then as soon as we conceded that goal, I just thought, ugh. Because you could just tell the team had put so much into getting to that point. And, and aside from those kind of opening 10 minutes, really limiting their chances. Um, but, you know, maybe good things come to those who wait. Well, I think that's also an important way to reflect on the fact that, not saying Chelsea deserved to concede that goal, but for me, the goal that they conceded was a goal that summed up that the backline's performance that entire game and the backline's performance at points this season, especially a backline without Millie Bright, is that Magdalena Eriksson was quite nervy the whole game. Kadisha Buchanan was quite nervy the whole game. AKB was quite nervy the whole game up until the penalty shootout. So I feel like that the goal that they conceded for me just felt this is exactly the vibe I'm getting from this backline right now. And Chelsea across the the whole night, across the 120, were pretty poor. And we know that they've worked to grind out results recently, not playing the best football, but playing a good 
sort of professional way and, and, and focusing on game management and grinding out and just taking their chances. And we were chatting last night, Jesse, about the problem right now with that game plan is when your clinical players that you need, like Kerr, James, who are the ones that you want to pull something out of the bag, or Cuthbert, they don't do that in that style where you're going direct, you're trying to take few chances that come your way. There doesn't seem to be a plan B right now, and that's why it feels even more incredible that they pulled that penalty shootout win out their ass because it felt like there were so few signs of it. I mean, when when Leon scored their goal, their first goal, Jesse, we kind of turned to each other and felt like, you know what, we don't see a way for Chelsea to get back into this game because the depth is pretty light now. You look at that score and you thought, who's going to be the one to actually bring something to the table? So it almost felt like the only way to win the game was to take it to a penalty shootout. Yeah, it never looked like we were going to score from from open play. And certainly, like, in extra time, I was like, oh, I feel like the only way this happens is if we go to a penalty shootout. And then obviously when Leon scored again, and that goal was just awful uh, defensively. <laughs> um, like, worse than the first one, in my opinion. Um, I was like, ugh, like fuck this obviously um and yeah I, but I think it's important to say like the reason there isn't a plan b is because there aren't really any other players right now and you know in the context of both obviously mainly Leupold Andy Perisic going off it it was just like oof but I mean maybe thank god he Perisic went off because otherwise Marimielda might not have come on I think she would have come on at some point um for penalty type things but um yeah I, I it's it's hard I think when you've got so few players I guess I think Chelsea will hope now, certainly I would hope, is that um, I wouldn't feel confident against Barcelona by any means. But I, I do think at the very least, I really hope we, we see players back, you know, whether it's Bright, Harder, Kirby. Um, because I think what you want in those games is the opportunity to, to give a good account of yourself. And I think what was so hard about the these Leon matches is where they are in the context of Chelsea's season, in the context of this month in the context of the amount of minutes these players have played, it always felt like it was going to be very tough to give a really good account of ourselves. Um, and now I feel like we've kind of got another chance. Barcelona are probably the worst team you'd ever want to play to give a good account of yourself. Emma Hayes is fully just going to put 11 players behind the ball. But I would like those players to be more of our better players than maybe the 11 who played last night. I think it was Sue who asked the question in our um, shout-out. Harder raced onto the pitch at the end. Sue said, does that mean we might see her in <laughs> She's the fine. semi-finals or even this weekend against Villa? Because she seems to be uh, running around, no problem. Do you, do you reckon that's a little insight that she could be close? Um, she's back in training, so... Um, pardon me. She's was... been back in training for so long. No, she <laughs> was doing individual mean? work, and I think now she's back with the team. Right. She was back on grass. Okay. Um, okay. I don't know. I think for Villa, like I don't know why you'd risk it. Um, when you've got like an international break, she's not going away with Denmark, so you're going to have another what two weeks with her. Um, but I I would suspect she would probably be back for for Barcelona at the very least, yeah. And that pro- probably could play quite nicely into a counter-attacking Chelsea game plan if that's what they're going to go. And for. into narrative, you, we just need as many <laughs> Champions League final players to play, don't? We? I was saying last night we need to get like. Jiso Yearn back, Yona Anderson on a loan from, from Hammerby, call up Drew Spence from Spurs, Bethany England, free yourself from Vicky Jepson. Let's get the band back together. <laughs> well, also, you, someone who played a massive part in that run to the Champions League final before was Jess Carter, who had to step up and become a bit of a 
sort of unexpected hero in that run. And last night there was a, a nice bit of narrative because she first made her appearances in the Champions League at what, like 16 or 17, wasn't it, Jesse? Yeah, 16 for Birmingham. She's now back starting in this Chelsea side. And actually across that fairly uh, rocky back line, I thought she was probably one of the most consistent players last night. And Chelsea are going to need her to continue to, to kind of deliver in the Champions League because we touched on this in the group chat yesterday, but Magdalene Eriksson has struggled this season. There is no doubt about that. But she was in her element last night in terms of the leadership that she still has, regardless of the obvious mistakes she's making, the, the regardless of the fact that she is clearly sort of aging before our eyes, <laughs> but not not in a not in not in a way Isn't that everyone <laughs> you know when you just see like the decline of a player, just you could see it so obviously. But last night, Jesse, we saw uh, the most important element really for Chelsea fans is that she is still a leader who's gonna help them get over the line on the pitch. Yeah, and I mean, I feel like obviously there's been so much speculation around her and Harder, but to see her kind of with tears in her eyes at the end singing blue as the colour was... Like, I tweeted this, but I think, you know, it's easy to, in the conversation around how her forms maybe dipped, in the conversation around where she fits in the Chelsea team, in the conversation around where she goes next, if it's not Chelsea, I think it's easy to forget what an incredible player and servant to the club uh, Ericsson's been um, not only on the pitch but also in terms of her off the pitch work in terms of how she along with Cesar Azpilicueta like fronted up a lot during the takeover last year um, and I think it was really really important and like heartening for her to get that moment and you could tell how much it it meant to her and how much she does love the club um, on Jess Carter I mean that penalty man where is she keeping Ooh. that one? That's, that's what dating AKB does to you. Maybe they just do <laughs> yeah. penalty yeah, practice. When, um, when, uh, when she stepped up to take the penalty, I turned to my friend who I was with, Frieda, and I was like, bloody hell. And then I was like, actually, though, she lives with a goalkeeper. Surely they're just in the back garden all the time, like, practising. That's why intense. she's so good at it. Yeah. And also, Serena, just get her in the squad for that alone. Bloody hell, never seen anything like it. I, I, I would like to mention the picture that I sent to you last night oh. of just after AKB saves Lindsay Horan's penalty and everyone else is running towards AKB to celebrate and Jess Carter is just like head to the sky so obviously just so relieved and it's just I cannot imagine the 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 feeling of going up and scoring a penalty like that and then having to watch your partner <laughs> then try and save the next penalty I have watched people that I love take penalties it's awful and that's just like a Sunday league game. <laughs> I felt nauseous doing that. Imagine having to do that in a Champions League quarterfinal against Leon. But that pick, that pick is sensational. Um, we'll get we'll get you to share it on the counterpress Twitter because it's a Renaissance painting. It's just the relief on her face, the way she's looking up. It's 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 stunning. We had so many questions about officiating, which I don't want to get bogged down Do in. But I think we can, and I know people. It, it's always a constant thing that we're battling and talking about. We're definitely going to probably touch on that in Wrighty's house as well. But I think we can all agree the ref didn't have the best <sighs> game of her life. It's terrible. It's it was been cool. a, a top 
it was she was very poor and a lot of the questions were people very frustrated saying please can we get better referees in the fucking Champions there's League there's a couple of calls that we could talk about specifically all of them involved um, Daniela van der Donk <laughs> <laughs> well yeah that's where I was going to start Melanie Leopold when she brings you guys were on the other side so it wasn't quite the same experience but I was on the side that when she lifted her head up everybody just went <gasps> because she was just <laughs> Covered in blood. It was like a horror film. It was. It was. And she'd been down for... A, Ages. A really long time. I know. And obviously Chelsea... I mean, that's... Magda was right up in the ref's face, which is what she does best, and was like, are you kidding me, mate? She was just really... For, for in the first half, she wanted to let so much go. And to be honest, in the second half too, she, she was obsessed with letting the game flow, but then wouldn't stop it in such obvious moments. And then it becomes inconsistent, and then the players start to lose their minds. And I just thought... That that balance she lost control of the game and then I did really enjoy Andre's tweet about DVD <laughs> he was like <laughs> Daniel Vanadong just gets out a mallet and starts knee like put into going into everyone's knees and the ref says play on <laughs> I was like it felt like that though because we know what DVD's like that's, yeah, it's also that's her personality because that's you'd think that, she, that for Daniel Vanadong you'd, you'd have less patience because she has this reputation yeah, for yeah. being like that yeah. so you'd think that it wouldn't go in her favour as much but bloody hell Oh, she was and, getting away with everything. And I know Lucy Ward was absolutely despairing on comms about how the ref managed the penalty shootout, managed the, the, the penalty situation and delay. What was it saying the time? Three minutes and 11 seconds from when they gave the penalty at the end to when Marin Mjelda took it. She had that no control. So long. She had no control in that situation. And it was bizarre because I obviously didn't, I didn't understand why she was making them go away. And I was confused, but I was like, card them like you're a referee yeah. Yeah, exactly. if they're in your face and you've told them to do something they're not doing something get your cards out and I was like if Marin misses this which she wouldn't because she's a perfect angel and amazing at penalties <laughs> um, I was like fuming because I was like that's insane the way the amount of time like she had to go like she put the ball down she like picked it up she went back and put it down again she picked it up again and like it had already been so much delay you know from I don't know how long it would have been from the actual LJ foul to God, ten minutes, the penalty. It was crazy. Like, but that must have been mental. Not being funny, but if I was Leon, I would have been like, let's add that on, hun, and let's like f give me more well, time. Mm. Because that's that. Like the ref is eating up the clock with all this. Like fanning, but out, I think the foul say... was literally like the. I think the foul right was the end. the end. Yeah. So if it hadn't been a penalty, I think like there wouldn't have been it any more time. Gone. So everything was already added on, basically. Jesse, it is especially emotional for Anka Burger, not just because. We all love her because she's chaos and she had quite a nervy game all round. She made makes that mistake for You're early so on. You're so I don't think she had that nervy a game. I know she made like one kind of error at the start, but she like came to claim so many balls and she kicked really well. She was she was nervy at the start and then she kind of was at fault for. I mean, we were sitting down the other end of the right under the other end of the pitch, but I do think she was kind of at fault for Leon's equaliser as well. I think a lot of players were up, for, up fault for that. I wouldn't say it was a nervy performance. I thought she was really, really okay, good. Not nervy, but typically unpredictable is maybe what I'm trying to say about AKB because that's what we have kind of come to expect is that she's going to pull out some worldy moments and then she might get, put your heart in your mouth because you don't know what she's going to do. She can be that sort of goalkeeper, but in 
really Hollywood moments, she does often deliver the goods. And she did that again last night. And the trajectory she's been on, what she's been through in her career, her love affair in the Champions League with Chelsea, what she's done in such historic moments for that club is unbelievable. And last night felt like it was all about her, really, and her heroics in the penalty shootout, Jesse. Yeah, it was funny how after the City game, Esme Morgan made this kind of jive, which I don't know it was a jive because it's Esme Morgan, like, she's sweet. But basically saying normally AKB makes a load of worldie saves against us and we don't get to win against Chelsea. And, you know, there is, I think everything, it's fair to say that almost everything that Chelsea have succeeded in in the recent past has come with AKB putting in absolutely ridiculous performances. You know, you're right in that she has those just funny moments where it's like her brain. I've got that meme from the end of last season, Becky. Do you remember where Jesse missed Jesse missed the the stop for <laughs> for Kings Meadow off, uh, for Kings Meadow at the last day of the season because they were making a meme about AKB. Paid it was like though. it was like inside AKB there are two wolves and it was like when she got sent off <laughs> against Spurs in the run-in and then I don't know yeah, her making a, a save but she's so good at saving penalties I mean I've, I've mentioned the Atletico Madrid game um her technique I thought it was very funny lots of people being like AKB's off her line da-da-da. and it's like you don't understand like people couldn't seem to comprehend that she just has this insane stretch and leap and she just goes out diagonally and, and her back foot stays on the line like you can see it it's just that where most goalkeepers dive kind of flat one way or the other she has this incredibly aggressive technique and she saved two penalties but she got very close to two of the others as well um yeah that that what was the who was it the one that she she kind of tipped it but then it just kind of nicked on the inside of the post i think it was what, like the second last one i can't remember who took it yeah um the brits maybe got so close but yeah. I, and i think that's just because it's like well she guessed well they prepare these as well right but she went the right way for a lot of the penalties and then she's got such an aggressive um way of trying to save them that she gets out to a lot of them and she's got she's it's incredible technique and yeah her little dance at the end as well so cute so good when she was obviously waiting so for to referees to confirm that her foot was on the line um because i think they went to like var to check it and that's why she's kind of like looking at the ref um also she is yeah. quite i mean i've interviewed her i think i don't know if you have jesse but she is quite a a serious person she comes across as quite a serious person and not because you know she she's she takes everything really seriously but she's just she's she's quite shy you know she has quite a quiet life her and Jess Carter you know they are kind of an adorable little couple so to see her do that little jig and be a bit silly is kind of out of character because she's very she's quite intense person she's very focused but it was quite nice to see that sort of she just sort of lost it and was just doing a funny dance and I was like oh that's really cute because we don't really often see that side of AKB right and she has had a really tough couple of years obviously her battle with cancer the first time and uh, no, she's spoken about that before but then uh, straight after the Euros she talked about being back in treatment and obviously a lot of people didn't expect her to play that much this season and then actually you know, quite quickly into the season, she was back. The the you know she'd been through the treatment. She was 
she had gone through cancer again and uh, and battled it. So that it's been so impressive to kind of that resilience that she has, even when she can be a little bit chaotic, she just comes back with the goods time and time again. Yeah, and I think, you know, obviously the context of Jess scoring the winning penalty and AKB making the save is kind of amazing in the context of their relationship and you know obviously players have their relationships off field and and then they play on field but you know for AKB to have gone through what she has for Jess to have supported her through that and you know I can't imagine like how hard that would have been for both of them to then they those two get this night um felt very very fitting I thought um and equally I, I just felt like it was a real night for for unsung heroes um, to the point that actually it's also funny because the penalty I was most nervous about was Sam Kerr's because I don't think she's ever taken a penalty for Chelsea and she's not very good at them um, normally. <laughs> she's missed like quite a lot of high profile penalties for Australia. Um, but yeah, I just think it was interesting that, you know, the heroes that we're kind of talking about at the end, you know, Jess Carter, AKB, Mara sometimes when the people you maybe expect to show up don't, it it's... That's what that's what being a good team is, right? That other players step up instead, and and find something from somewhere else. And I, I felt like that's kind of what we we really saw tonight. Even in the game, like for me, Neve Charles was one of like the outstanding players on the pitch, just because the amount of work she put in for the entirety of the game, the amount of running, tracking back um, on Selma Basha, like I just moving around the pitch doing her thing where she plays in every single position as Emma made her substitutes. Um, another player, obviously, who was part of that, that Champions League final team and uh, struggled that night and hasn't always had like a smooth journey. But I think you, you saw last night why Emma values her, why why she's in, in the team. Um, and also a shout out to Aaron Cuthbert, who was equally unreal and was watching the Chelsea penalties with a little sick bucket. And I can relate. <laughs> While talking about um, heroes, just a, a mention for villains of the evening, apart from the ref. Um, I think there was quite a lot of England fans who were quite happy to see Lindsay Horan miss that penalty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of happy revenge narrative, given the fact that a lot of people were referencing when Lindsay Horan was caught laughing behind Steph Horton in the mix zone post-match after Horton had missed that penalty in the 2019 World Cup semi-final against USA. So a lot of people were pointing out that, you know, revenge sometimes is a dish best served cold. Steph's at home laughing to herself. (laughs) She won't be because she doesn't watch women's football. (laughs) (laughs) I also want to talk about some other villains, though. The two people that shouted at us on separate occasions. So Jesse and I got shouted at because... Some man had never been to a football match. Mate, he thought he was at the theatre. He genuinely, <laughs> and he was in a Chelsea tracksuit from like 2005. So I thought, mate, you've obviously been to games before. What do you expect to do? But anyone, everyone knows if you're sitting down one end of a stadium and the ball goes down one end, you have to stand up because otherwise you will not see what's going on. And everyone, the, the, sit, the seats flip, which is a great noise. We love it. Everyone gets up and everyone gets excited. Like, oh, what's going to happen down that end, right? This man taps Jesse on the shoulder and goes... If you guys don't stand up, that means all of us can see. And Jesse just goes, it's a football match. <laughs> and then I said to him, I said, yeah, but you know, we have to see too. And we can't see if it goes down that side. Just stand up. And he goes, oh, yeah. When Jesse said, oh, it's a football match, he went, oh, yeah, yeah, that's a good one. And then the man, the man directly behind us said, um, yeah, it is a football match. So, like, that's what happens. And we just thought, oh, my God, do me a favour. Similar thing down my end. Um... 
I think it was before the penalties, after the penalty, um, there was a guy near me who was shouting, the referee's a wanker. Um, and a guy in front turned around and was like, there's children present. Dude, it's like 10 p.m. Get a grip. It's past the watershed, mate. Like, you can't... You can't control us. It's we're, a football match. Again, it's a football match. We're legally allowed to do this past a certain time. <laughs> <laughs> we've um, we've gone off piece with our villains of the evenings, but I want to touch on... We had a few people send in uh, this question, which I think is now exciting as a, as a potential prospect. Can we start dreaming of an all... WSL Champions League final. It's going to be it's going to be Wolfsburg Barcelona. But. <laughs> yeah, there's no chance Chelsea get. Well, there obviously <laughs> is chance um, that Chelsea get past Barcelona. It feels very very slim. I think um, I'm really excited. Like I love Barcelona. It's one of my favourite cities in the world. To get to go and watch Chelsea play at the Camp Nou is like about as good as it gets for me. Even if we do get absolutely battered. Um, who knows, you know, at 120 minutes last night, I would have told you there was no way Chelsea were going to even be in the semi-finals. Maybe that'll be a bit of a weight off them, like just to, to have ended up there kind of maybe more by fortune than, than anything else. Maybe it will release some of the pressure to, to play a team who they're probably not expected to beat. Um, but I think if Chelsea were to beat Barcelona, in a one-off game, I could maybe see it, but to win over two legs... Mm. I mean, it being incredible. Arsenal, I think Arsenal can beat Wolfsburg. Um, if I was going to put money behind an English team in the final, it would be Arsenal. Um, I don't think, I don't think Wolfsburg are significantly better than Bayern right now. Um, I think, I think they had their moments, obviously, against PSG. But I think the trajectory Arsenal are on compared to the trajectory Wolfsburg are on, I, I would definitely favour them more momentum-wise. Um, so yeah, if I was going to back one, I'd say Arsenal. Also, as a sort of extension of that, we know that it's been a tough few weeks for Chelsea. The squad is looking tired, emotionally, mentally drained. But Derek has asked, we know it's the one that Emma Hayes wants the most. So is it written in the stars that it could be this year for her? <laughs> I mean... Like as I said, never say never. I think, like I think the reality is, is Barcelona will just be. You know, we saw that Roma. I mean, kind of luckily, I guess, kept them to to just a one 0 lead, and then they go and smash in like what four goals, five goals in the first half. Um, I think, especially at Camp Nou, they're just a team who who really know how to turn over other teams and. I feel like I'd have wanted to have seen a much more defensively robust Chelsea this season. Um, that being said, I, I I do think Barcelona, if you're going to get at them, it is it is with their defence as well. Um, certainly, Gura Wrighton versus Lucy Bronze will be, uh, I think, an interesting matchup. Um, but Chelsea will need to play two of like the best games this this team has ever played, and and I don't know right now if if they've got that in them. Um, obviously, yeah, this whole month's been crazy. One game to go before the international break. Um, maybe it's just an opportunity to reset. Our next four games are now like Villa, Villa, Barcelona, Barcelona, which is so weird. Um, <laughs> Villa, the Barcelona it. of the Midlands, I guess. Um, <laughs> um, so I don't know. I don't know. It's. I feel like Chelsea are a team that do truly run off vibes and 
I think you saw last night that they threw the City game kind of on purpose. I think you, you it was like totally different players out there. Um, so I guess we'll see what else maybe they try and throw away to, to beat Barcelona. Carla Ward, we're looking at you. Well, I can't wait. It's going to be a very exciting Champions League semi-final matchups. Before we go, Jesse, Gabrielle asked, are you okay? And I think that's the most important thing we've got to ask. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wasn't for bits of it. Um, I think because Flo <laughs> left me on my own, it was such a strange scenario. Because in some ways it was quite liberating. Because I was just like, <laughs> I fully just cried. Like, and I was like, it doesn't matter. No one here knows me. Um, like my whole body oh, was you've shaking. Told, you've told the world now. Yeah, I know. But no one saw me, uh, apart from the people who Fine. were around me. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it honestly, it, it still hasn't sunk in. Like, I just went to the Weatherspoons at Victoria Station last night and drank a pint in like 15 minutes because I was so, like, hyped. <laughs> <laughs> last night when we were chatting about um, what we wanted to talk about today... Um, Jesse said that they wanted to have a solo song of uh, Blue is the Colour. So I think lead us out on that, JPH. Come on. <laughs> Take Blue it away. is the colour. Football is the game. We're all together. And winning is our aim. So cheer us on through the sun and rain. Because Chelsea, Chelsea is our name.